After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. Racism stinks. It's bad, real bad, any way you cut it. Just awful. But you know what also really stinks, real bad? False accusations of racism. Calling someone a racist when they're not. It stinks big time, real bad. And I'm going to tell you something. You know what also stinks? This lawsuit filed by former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. And on top of that, what also stinks? People seeing just what they choose to see and not the truth. And the media is very much a part of it. So like I said, listen up because you're really, really going to want to get a load of this. Look, when this lawsuit was announced, I I couldn't believe it. And the reason I couldn't believe it is because I know how interested the Giants were in Brian Flores. Big time. Big time interested. In fact... I'll tell you this, in in all honesty, before they hired Brian Dable, which I was very happy with after meeting him and seeing him in the press conference, I was kind of hoping it was Brian Flores because it was a guy coming uh, who I thought did a good job down in Miami. I thought it was a guy coming with experience, young guy, also 40 years old. And anybody who knows me, I wear Brooklyn on my sleeve. He's a Brooklyn guy from Brownsville. I kind of like that. Would have been easy for me to root for him. He didn't get the job. And I'd even go as far as saying he lost the job. No, I'm not going to say he lost it. I'm going to say Brian Dable won the job over Flores in a photo finish. In a photo finish. That's how close I believe it was. So this whole thing started. This whole thing started. uh, And this lawsuit started. Which when I read the lawsuit. Like quite frankly. If it wasn't so sad. I'd laugh my ass off. It starts off with a text. From Bill Belichick. Okay. a, A text to. Brian Flores, sorry, I effed it up. I double-checked and misread. I think they're naming Brian Dable. Okay, he thinks they're naming Brian Dable. And then under that, it says, Bill Belichick informing plaintiff Brian Flores three days before his interview with the New York Giants that Brian Dable had already been selected for the job. Now, A couple of things here. Uh, 
and this is important, saying, I think they are, like, uh, listen, Belichick made a mistake. <laughs> he sent the text to the wrong person. But these are the words. If we're going to be sticking on things, let me read this. I think they are naming Brian Dable. I think they are naming Brian Dable. Is not the same as they've picked Brian Dable. He's their guy. It's a done deal. I think they are naming Brian Dable. Okay, now that was last Monday. Okay, that was last Monday on the 24th. Okay. It's it's mind-boggling to me how nobody wants to understand that. Nobody wants to understand that wait a minute. No he didn't say the job is his. But here's the thing that also people don't want to understand. Brian Dable who had never been a head coach, was not even interviewed in person yet. His interview did not take place till the following day. Now, anybody with any common sense, especially people in the media, especially football people in the media, with any common sense, do you really think, do you really think that the Giants... We're going to give Brian Dable his first head coaching job. The guy has no previous head coaching experience. They were going to give him the job and say it's his before they interviewed him. You really think that? And don't give me this crap. That, well, he knew Joe Shane, the new GM of the Giants, because they worked together in Buffalo. Don't give me that crap. And he had, it's so silly, it's stupid. Of all the people, of all the people who had interviews, of all the people who who had interviews, in-person interviews, the only one who was taken out to dinner the night before the interview was Brian Flores. Then his interview took place the next day on Thursday. Okay, so we we got our line straight here. The lawsuit came out on the 24th. Dable was not even interviewed till the 25th. Shane um, Shane and Flores go out to dinner on the 26th. The interview's the 27th. All right. Friday evening. Friday evening on the 28th. Brian Flores is informed that Brian Dable gets the job. And I've said this this past week. I've said it on Facebook, I've said it on Twitter. Brian Dable gets the job. It was roughly, I don't know, I mean, I mean approximately 6.15-ish, 6.20-ish. He, he, Brian Flores was informed that it was not him. Dable was getting the job. 
and one half hour later, one half hour later, he's notified by the Wigdor law firm that there's this lawsuit, a 60-page lawsuit, 58 pages, whatever the hell it is. You tell me, folks, if something doesn't look just right there, let, shall we call it unkosher? Something just doesn't look right. Something stinks. No, it doesn't. I won't say it doesn't just look right. It stinks. You're going to tell me this whole thing, do, and they're accusing the giants of running a sham? This whole thing stinks. A guy is told that he's not, it wasn't his, he wasn't being chosen, and a half hour later, a, a lawsuit is prepared? Are you telling me? Uh, uh, really? And no one, no one is bother, bothering to make an issue out of this? I, I mean, I watched all week. I watched Flores. I watched with his attorney, Doug Wigdor, who, by the way, he loves seeing himself on TV and on radio. If you want to know the truth, I think they're using, they're using Brian Flores. I said, I think this is a great big money grab on the part of these attorneys. A great big money grab. Oh, this is great. Hey, racism, NFL, billionaires for owners. Man, oh, man, oh, man. We can get a shitload of money out of this for the client and for us. Because let me tell you, they can say what they want. They don't give a shit about winning. They're looking to get a settlement and get a shitload of money. And this Wigdorf law firm did that. With a bunch of women involved, Me Too incidents. What, what was it? With, with Fox, with Weinstein. That's what they do. They looks to get settlements. Don't don't give me this like like playing the harps and 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 the violins. <laughs> to me, they're using Brian Flores, and Brian Flores, he didn't get where he got being a dumb guy. But I don't know what his issue is, but he is dead wrong on this. He is dead wrong on this. And you're accusing the Giants of running a sham? Now, you want to talk about the Rooney rule? I'm the first one to tell you that the Rooney rule is flawed. I thought it was flawed by the day, from the day it was announced, I thought it was flawed. You know, teams are required to interview a couple of people, uh, whether it's from within or now it's got to be external out of the organization, you know, for head coaching jobs. Okay, I get it. And and currently, as we stand today, after Florence was let go, the only uh, black head coach in the NFL is Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, and you know what? That looks bad on the NFL. That looks bad on the NFL. I get that. It's a flawed system, but it's flawed for a variety of reasons. One, if a guy 
doesn't get a job, just like Flores didn't get this job, it doesn't mean he didn't get it because he was black. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that at all. And you know why the, Ro- the Rooney rule is also flawed? Because I got to tell you, people don't want to hear this. It's the same thing why certain things about affirmative action is flawed. Because you're obligated to speak to somebody and I might miss out on somebody else or I might feel pressure to hire this person when that person might be my best choice. Hey, let me. you think the affirmative action always works? You know, there's a lot of kids, young people today, graduating. Y'all say it. And believe me, folks, I know racism exists. And as I said, it stinks. But let's say you're a young person, male, female, coming out of college. You got you got debt. You got college loans. You, even you're out a couple of years. And, and then you work your way up. You're doing good. Maybe you're 30 years old and, and you're going for a job. And you're good. But somebody tells you who's, who you're speaking to, maybe it's in human resources, maybe it's somebody higher up. Listen, we really like you, but you don't meet diversity requirements. Well, you know, how's that young person supposed to feel? Doesn't make the person racist for being pissed off. He, he or she just want a job. They got bills and stuff to pay and they're highly qualified. Rooney rule is flawed big time. I don't know how it gets fixed, but it needs fixing. And I feel the same way about affirmative action, but I don't want to digress. We're talking about the Rooney rule and the National Football League here. So after after this comes out, you know, the Giants issued their statement and Roger Goodell, now, now get this, this past Saturday morning, now this is, this came, this memo from Roger Goodell, I call it, he's the commissioner of the National Football League, I'm starting to call him the panderer of the National Football League. So four days after this stuff comes out, uh, or, or four days after, this is what he says, that the Brian Flores lawsuit, talking about, you know, his charges of discrimination, comes without merit. Comes without merit. All right? In the memo, four days later, titled, Our Commitment to Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, Goodell stated that the NFL's coaching diversity efforts are unacceptable. Racism and any form of discrimination is contrary to the NFL's values. Okay. I would applaud saying that racism and any form of discrimination is contrary to the NFL's values. It should be. 
It should be unacceptable. And then the memo also said, we understand the concerns of Flores. How about the concerns of the New York football giants? How about the concerns of owners Mara and Tish? How about their concerns of being labeled this way? How about their concerns of running a sham? How about Roger Goodell pulling his head out of his ass? Because this is a disgrace. This is an absolute disgrace. Now, we're so worried about black head coaches. You know, the system's got to be fixed. And, you know, and, and people, you know, in some of these reports, I'm, I'm reading that the NFL is doing better with black general managers. In fact, the NFL just has two new black general managers. On, on January 26th, the Chicago Bears announced that Ryan Poles is their new general manager. Ryan Poles, by the way, was one of uh, three finalists for the Giants' GM job. It was Joe Shane who got it. It was Adam Peters. um, And it was Ryan Poles. So Poles got the job. Okay? Two days later, Ryan Poles picked his head coach. Matt Eberfuss, a 51-year-old defensive coordinator from the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Eberfuss, 51-year-old white guy. All right? Then on January 26th also, the Minnesota Vikings announced their new GM, Kwasi Adafo Mensah. And a few days later, he chose his new head coach of the Vikings, 36-year-old Kevin O'Connell, who's currently the LA Rams offensive coordinator. So, O'Connell can't be made official till after uh, the Super Bowl because his Rams are in the Super Bowl. So you have two new GMs, two black GMs, bravo, and each one picked a white guy to be the head coach. Okay. Do I see anybody challenging These two GMs, why didn't you pick an African-American? You certainly have plenty of good ones to choose from. Are you an Uncle Tom? Is this, what are you, you're not looking to further your own people? Does that question come up? Roger Goodell going to sit down with with, with, uh, Ryan Poles and uh, Kwasi Adafo Mensa and say, hey guys, what are you doing? You, you pick white guys. Why don't you pick black guys? You got to help us out in this league. I'm trying to help you out. Come on. Who's full of shit here? Who is full of shit here? And you know what? I feel terrible. I, I mean, bravo. 
And believe me, the Giants, I know this for a fact, were very impressed with Ryan Poles. I think Ryan's 36 years old. I just felt, you know, they like, really like Joe Shane. I mean, do these guys have to feel obligated to hire a black head coach? Again, you're calling the Giants, you, you know, a sham and racist. They, Jerry Reese was their head coach for 10 years. He was black. I mean, come on. And I'm going to tell you something else why this really pisses me off. Of all the great players, black players, that ever played for the Giants, and it's a long and, and, and tremendous history. You know what? Nobody is revered in the Giants organization. Nobody is revered more in the Giants organization than the man who's, I don't know, I mean, you call him a trainer, head in charge of medical services, top guy, he's been with the organization forever, than Mr. Ronnie Barnes. Ronnie's black. Nobody is revered more than him. This notion that they would run a sham on a black man is pure crap. It's bullshit. And when I say it stinks, it stinks big time. I think it's a disgrace. It's a disservice to the Giants. And, and then to conflate some other issues here, they bring up in, in a lawsuit, you know, um, Steve Ross, owner of the Miami Dolphins, uh, is alleged to have offered, uh, you know, according to um, Brian Flores, him like $100,000 uh, for every loss, you know, kind of like look away or lose on purpose, tanking, whatever you want to call it, so they can move up in the draft. Now, if that was the case and that happened two years ago, why are we just bringing it up now in a lawsuit? Why did that? That's a pretty damn serious accusation. That, that challenges the integrity of the game. Why did you not come forward back then? If it's true. I can't say if it's true or if it's not. I don't know Steve Ross. I'm not down in Miami. But why? That's a pretty serious damning accusation. And, and if somebody's going to say, well, he was worried about getting fired, I got to tell you. If, if you lost your job over something like that, then you'd have a big-time lawsuit, on a, a really good case. Th then he also throws in, and, and to me, that sounds like he, maybe it's a revenge thing because they just fired him. But then, th then he brings up a couple of years ago, in interviewed with John Elway running the Broncos. He, he That... John Elway showed up, disheveled, looked like he was hungover, was drinking the night before for when he was going to interview uh, Flores. Well, the interview went for like three hours. And, and to, to, to Elway's credit, he didn't just take this sitting down. He responded as well, saying that it was BS. I'm not there. I don't know. But I will, will tell you this. If a guy shows up drunk and hungover, that don't mean he's a racist. 
Did you check any with anybody else? That if a guy shows up drunk and hungover, when does that make you a racist? Because if being drunk and hungover makes one a racist, man, oh man, at time to time we're all racist. Black, white, blue, and green, polka dot, chartreuse, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's just silly. But then maybe there's another factor. I'm just trying to cross the T's, dot the I's, put the dots, follow some stuff together. It ain't no secret that Brian Flores wanted Deshaun Watson to be acquired in a trade with the Houston Texans. That That's no secret. No secret whatsoever. And when he was not pursued, hmm, maybe, I'm just saying, you know, since everybody seems to know everything, I'm saying maybe that was a good enough reason. Maybe, maybe that's where, um, maybe that's where the separation started. Maybe that's where hard feelings uh, came about because maybe Flores wasn't getting what he wanted. The owner was pissed off. Flores was pissed off. Things went south after that. Everything soured. He subsequently gets fired. Now, for those of you not familiar with Deshaun Watson, uh, great talent. He's got 22 civil suits against him. Alleged to have forced two women to perform oral sex. Ejaculated on three women and in front of three more. Groped four women and apparently kissed another one upon coming into his home uh, for a massage. And uh, the kiss was unwanted. All right. Well, that's just a few tidbits. But Flores wanted Deshaun Watson on the Dolphins. And you know what I find interesting? Flores wanted Deshaun Watson on a Dolphins, and it just so happens that Douglas Wigdor, the Wigdor Law Firm, and they're also partnering with this John Elifer, uh, Elifer Tarakis. But the Wigdor Law Firm, as I said earlier, was big time in representing women with sexual abuse cases. Now, don't get me wrong. Any man who commits sexual abuse ought to be taken out to the woodshed, Whatever happens to him, you deserve. But, you know, the Wigdor Law Firm, may, and, and believe me, Wigdor did the same thing with those women that he did with Flores on TV. Listen, the women should be on TV. Flores should be on TV. Why, why do I got to hear, see Wigdor there all the time? That's why I said earlier, and, and don't anybody... Taught, try and twist this. Any man who commits sexual abuse deserves to be punished big time. But don't somebody say to me, well, Russ, are you saying that women are, are, are not telling the truth? No, I'm saying Wigdor is not in it for the good of the integrity of the women, nor am I saying he was in it for the good and integrity of Brian Flores. He's in it to make money. Because to me, it all looks like a money grab. That's what it does. 
It does. That's what it looks to me like it's a money grab. I mean, would he approve? You know, I'm. would he approve of Deshaun Watson? Now, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson is guilty because in this world, you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but it doesn't work that way. And you know why it doesn't work that way? Because you have people like Doug Wigdor who let's take a scorched earth attitude, let's go and win in the court of public opinion before it even hits any place. So you tell me, am I overreacting? You tell me. So again, don't don't anybody spin this. But that's the way this guy operates. I've seen it out there. And, you know, now, as I said earlier, you're dealing with the National Football League. You're dealing with billionaire owners. woo This is Powerball, Mega Millions, all wrapped up in one for the lawyers. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know what the hell Brian Flores is thinking. I don't know if his feelings are hurt. I don't know any of that. Or something... It, it just sounds stupid. It, it sounds like he's ruining his career. Now, if somebody said, well, why shouldn't, why would somebody have doubts about hiring him if somebody wants to hire him? I'll tell you why some, I would have doubts about hiring him. Le- legit. If I know somebody is going to cry, you know, as they say about coaches in all sports, they're hired to be fired. But I'm going to hire a guy and I got to worry about if I fire him, now I'm going to be accused as being a racist? It's a problem. And quite frankly, it's a problem in society that we have today. But I'm just dealing with the National Football League today. And this, this Roger Goodell, this Pandora, my God, show a little guts, show a little courage. He, he, he calls the thing the initial lawsuit without merit, and then four days later, again, I'm going to repeat what I said or earlier, four days later, in a memo titled, Our Commitment to Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, Goodell says the NFL's coaching diversity efforts are unacceptable. Racism and any form of discrimination is contrary to the NFL's values. And, and he... He says, we understand the concerns of Flores. You understand the concerns of Flores. Do you understand the concerns, again, I will say it, of John Mara and Steve Tisch and John Tisch? Do you understand their concerns? Do you understand the concerns of the Mara family and the Tisch family who now, no pun intended, get a black mark against them? I think it's disgusting. I think it's absolutely disgraceful what these people were just taken for. I mean, to me, it's a sham. I, I said it when, when the lawsuit happened. I will say it again. It is a sham. And again, folks, you're going to tell me that it doesn't look a little mm, unkosher, the fact that the lawsuit came out, the Giants were infor- informed of the lawsuit, one half hour 
after Brian Flores was told he wasn't getting it, the job. So you're going to tell me that this doesn't look like a whole setup? It doesn't look like a money grab? In particular, on the parts of the attorneys representing Flores? Oh, yeah, we got a windfall here. Again, there should be more blackhead coaches. Again, in summary, there should be more, more blackhead coaches. And uh, the Rooney rule has been flawed, flawed from the get-go. So, yeah, that needs fixing. But do me a favor, Panderer Goodell. Stop the horseshit with this is unacceptable and that's unacceptable. And, and, and you know, your, your players wear stop hate uh, slogans on the back of their helmets. You know, as I said last week, but you're going to have Snoop Dogg coming up as your halftime performer in at the upcoming Super Bowl. Have, have him read those, have him sing those lyrics about fuck the police and shoot the police and talk about bitches and hoes. Yeah, have him do that at halftime of the show, Mr. Commissioner Pandora. Please. I, again, racism exists in society. I am sure we need more people, more black faces as head coaches in the National Football League. I No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But this is one case where there's accusations of a sham because he's black. That's bullshit. Just bullshit. The Giants don't deserve this. And shame on the laws, on the attorneys, and shame on Brian Flores. I will say it. I think it's a disgrace. And I'm watching him. You know, everybody assumes when I was watching Flores standing there, oh, you know, you're coming forward to making like he's the Kurt Flood of football and you're coming forward and, and for having courage and this and that. Why is everybody assuming that he's right and the Giants are wrong? Quite frankly, I can't assume that he's right and Steve Ross of the Dolphins is wrong. It might very well be. I'm not, again, familiar up close with that. How come there are no challenges about that? Why are we just assuming? And somebody interviewing somebody when they're drunk doesn't make you a racist. Does that any of the, in those interviews, do these people bring this up in the discussion? You know, and what I really find, you know, and believe me what I said to you about Deshaun Watson, you know, to digress for a second, you know, John Mara had been asked, would there be interest in, in, in signing, uh, acquiring Deshaun Watson? And I'm trust me, if Brian if Brian Flores got the job with the Giants, that would have been the number one question to Flores and Joe Shane, the general manager, and John Mara. You're gonna get you you know you know we know he wants uh, Flores really likes Deshaun Watson, and and what do you think would have happened? 
What, how do you think the reaction would have been? For, forget those guys. Forget Flores. How do, what, what do you think the reaction would have been to the Giants in this market with all those 20 civil suits against them, with all those allegations against Deshaun Watson? What do you think would have happened to the Giants and the criticism of Mara and Tish had they acquired Deshaun Watson? What do you think would have happened? But now people, I mean, it's a joke. But nobody wants to look into any of these issues. Nobody wants to look into any of these issues. It's just, you know, as I say it all the time, folks, you hear me say it. Hey, racism in the media sells. Two white guys, Nothing. Two black guys, nothing. White, black, bingo, sexy. We can sink our teeth into this, which is what several people in the media are doing. You want to talk about a sham? People running a sham? This is a sham. This is a complete sham. Now, I'm not saying there's no merit in talking about the... Rooney Rule having flaws. But this business about the Giants running a sham interview, for lack of a better term, it's complete bullshit. Period. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. Check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because I've said it many times. Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Stay healthy and stay safe. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.